Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Today on State of the World, a specially rigged organ in Germany performs a John Cage piece that's meant to be played slowly, but in this case, that's over 600 years. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories, up close, where they are happening. I'm Christine Arismeth. In the German town of Halberstadt, an organ performing a piece of music by the late American composer John Cage struck a new chord for the first time in two years. And NPR's Rob Schmitz was there to hear it. This piece is titled Organ 2, As Slow As Possible. And one of the only instructions composer John Cage left for those performing it was to, as the title suggests, play it as slowly as possible. One might say mission accomplished for the folks with the John Cage Organ Foundation in Halberstadt, or not. When Foundation members met to plan this performance well after Cage's death in 1992, they could not agree on what exactly Cage meant when he said, as slow as possible, recalls Foundation member Rainer Neugebauer. So, and they said, oh, the, the organist must go sometimes to the loo, yes, or must uh, something to eat, yes, and, and then... One people uh, who said, no, the, uh, he, he was a theologian, he said, no, um, the organist must play until he dies uh, from the seat, yes. The theologian's idea lost traction when the group realized it might be difficult to find an organist willing to die while playing a John Cage composition. So they came up with a simpler solution, small sandbags to hold the keys down. After further debate, the group decided the piece would be played for 639 years to mark the time between the construction of the world's first 12-tone Gothic organ in Halberstadt in 1361 and the new millennium. The city donated an abandoned 11th-century convent for the performance, and on September 5, 2001, what would have been Cage's 89th birthday, the performance began. The wooden-framed organ that has played the composition since 2001 is a work in progress. It's being built as the piece goes on, with metal pipes added or taken away with each chord change. Its bellows, sitting across from the organ on a platform, are powered electrically with a backup generator, the wind from them carried to the organ through an underground pipe. Neugebauer, sporting a long gray beard and black framed glasses, beckons me towards them. In the beginning of the uh, first part, uh, for 17 months, uh, you came in and hear only the bellows. And that's because Cage's piece starts with a short pause. A pause that, when calibrated to fit 639 years, meant the first 17 months of the piece was just the sound of air whooshing through the bellows. But years later, Neugebauer realized with shock that his team had miscalculated this pause. It should have lasted 28 months. The 639-year project had begun with a mistake. We made thousand mistakes. There was the time he allowed a movie crew to film the organ at night, and they accidentally knocked one of the pipes loose, changing the note for a few hours. 
Or the time when a local politician couldn't make one of the court change ceremonies, so they delayed it by a couple of weeks. That was the final straw for one of the project founders who fancied himself a John Cage purist and who had had enough. He quit in a huff. Neugebauer takes it all in stride. I think Cage is one of the human beings who is nearest the point to be so free that he was not disappointed when there is no meaning, no intention. After all, says Neugebauer, we're talking about a composer whose most famous composition, titled 433, asks performers to sit silently for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. On a quiet, windy winter day, visitor Gabriela Faust stands in front of the organ and closes her eyes, almost in meditation. There's something contemplative about this sound. It's relaxing and calming, she says. Faust wonders, though, how this piece will continue until the year 2640. Who's going to take care of this organ, she asks. When I asked Neugebauer this, he goes over a list of future threats to the performance. Right-wing extremists, climate change, nuclear war, the end of humankind, that kind of thing. But those concerns are for future generations, he says. He's only in charge of the first of the piece's eight movements, and that's scheduled to wrap up on September 4th, 2072 if he's calculated it correctly. Rob Schmitz, NPR News, Halberstadt. That's the State of the World from NPR. A special thanks to our State of the World Plus listeners for supporting our journalists around the world. If you like what you hear and are able to join them in making our reporting possible, please sign up at plus.npr.org or on our show page in Apple Podcasts. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore. Jump into a new perspective on performance apparel. Viore makes products that stand the test of time and hope to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Empowering your best life in clothing that can be worn for just about any activity from running to yoga. Visit viore.com NPR to receive 20% off your first purchase and enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. Discover the versatility of Viore clothing. This message comes from NPR sponsor Warby Parker. Their glasses start at $95, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Try five pairs of frames at home for free. Go to warbyparker.com covered.